Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, cslolympia.org. Blessings. Thank you and good morning. Good morning to all of you here and those are our family and friends online. (sighs) And so as I just take in this moment, becoming aware of my breath, my body, hmm. and I know that this moment is created, created from this one life, this one experience of all there is. It is the presence, that divine mind, the one body that is expressing itself in all things, as all things. And that its nature is love. It is a giving energy, a giving force and power that puts that life and that spark of light into everything. And so I know that because it is in everything, it is everything. This source that is expressing itself in an unlimited and eternal way, always, is living in, as, and through me now, for I am made of it. And that all things are made of it, all people are made of this. And in that, that oneness, that I am, I am all that I see. I am all the life that I have relationship with. Every person, every creature, every plant, every drop of water is the I am, and I am that. And I feel through every fiber of my being the sacredness of this, that there is no place no place, no part of ground, no field that I could walk through, no sidewalk that I can stand on that is not sacred, for it is God, being, being life beneath my feet through my feet, that every face I see is me. It is God. It is the I am. And every experience that I have is sacred because God is in it. God is it. And for this, I give great thanks, knowing its nature its nature of love, of peace, of wholeness, of good, is all around me, 
It is the life that I am in, always, surrounded by this love and this peace and this wholeness and this connection where I am never separate from it. For all around me is life. I am so grateful knowing that I am in a world of love. I am in a world that is sacred in all of its nature, all of its experience. And that I am with the company of God and the sacred in every day. And I am grateful and give thanks for all that is shown to me, for all that I witness, and for all that I can co-create in this world. And for this, I give thanks. Hmm. And so I declare this knowing it is already the truth, already done. And so it is. So today's talk is about the sacred. We're looking at a whole kind of month-long theme that, that's uh, sort of a play on, on Dorothy uh, from The Wizard of Oz, uh, Lions and Tigers and Bears, oh my, uh, as she's walking down the yellow brick road. And, and our theme is the mundane, the sacred, and the profane, oh my. And so we're going to play with that. So last week we did the mundane. Uh, we looked at seeing that the sacred is everywhere in the most small detail and, and can we see that just in our mundane, if you will, lives? Mundane comes from the Latin word mundus, which means the world. And so can we see this in our worldly lives? Today we're looking at the sacred, a direct look at the sacred. And sacred is defined as being dedicated or set apart or holy or consecrated. And when we talk about seeing the sacred and the mundane and the profane, we're talking about this thing that is more that is deeper than the outer appearances and is the gateway to a direct experience of the infinite oneness. You know, we call it God, we call it spirit, we call it all these things. It's beyond all the names. It's this infinite oneness. And it's a gateway to, our, to our having that direct experience of that. And so the sacred is both the gateway and the experience. Mirabai Starr wrote um, or translated uh, Julian of Norwich's uh, book called The Showings. In the introduction to this, she talks about uh, Julian. Julian grew up, grew up, as she said, in the, the only spiritual tradition that was available to her in that time, the 1300s, uh, and that was the Roman Catholic Church. And she said this was the home in which the Holy One visited her. From there, he took her hand and led her out into the wild places of spirit where all mystics travel, a place that has no map and transcends all description. And that is the sacred there's no map. There's no location. It's beyond all that. You know, temples are built with both uh, outer and, and inner chambers, with the outer being the more generally accessible and the inner accessible only to those who, in a way, have earned it. You know, the priests, and the, those who are trained in a certain consciousness, uh, that they've earned the right to enter that sacred space. The outer is the place often where the business of the religion is handled and where non-priests can be. But the inner chamber is considered the place where the sacred lives or is more available for direct contact. And these are temples in all traditions. 
Every tradition, every spiritual tradition has temples of some sort. They may be called temples, they may be called churches, they may be called mosques, they may be called all sorts of other things, but they're basically a temple of some sort. So one must develop a special consciousness to enter this inner sanctum, this inner chamber, this, this sanctuary. And I like to view each of us as a temple. You are a temple, I am a temple of the divine. Whenever I read about the temple in Jerusalem in the Hebrew and the Christian Bibles, I look at it as a metaphor for our own sacredness and our own learning. With an outer where there's business, the business of our lives is conducted, and we interact with the mundane world, and then the inner temple where we encounter our own sacredness. And culturally, we're encouraged to stay in that outer temple, aren't we? You know, be out busy in the life, to focus on our day-to-day life, to engage with and be like the money changers, buying and selling goods to present to a God that's inside the temple. And then the Christ consciousness comes along, which is that deep self that is in direct communion with that infinite oneness, and it comes along and it overturns everything. How many of you have had your mundane life overturned by spirit at some point in time? Yes? <laughs> And all that happens, you know, sometimes dramatically or even violently as a strong wind comes and, and shifts everything before it. We kind of witnessed that this past week here. You know, our goods and our good deeds mean nothing within the inner sanctum. I'll say it again. Our goods, the stuff we possess, and our good deeds, how we act, means nothing in the inner sanctum. The divine doesn't need anything. Meister Eckhart said, when I am in the wrong mind, I presume that you, that's a capital U, God, I presume that you desire my goodness. But when my mind turns aright, I find that you want nothing of my deeds and everything of my heart. We enter the inner sanctum. We enter through the sacred, through the heart, through our being and not our doing. So many spiritual practices are for the purpose of getting us to slow down, to move from being human doings to human beings. And so as we slow down, as we quiet down, and spend time in our own deep inner sanctum, we move into what Julian of Norwich called oneing. Being one with. Being aware of our already and always existing oneness with the infinite oneness. You and I are always one of that. Do we notice it? Do we listen to it? Do we pay attention to it? See, a place, a person experiences only sacred as and to the degree that it helps us to understand and experience, not just to understand it here in the head, but also to experience this sacred oneing. As we deepen in our awareness and our understanding of our oneness with the, the oneness, we come to understand that everything that has its being, everything that is, has its being through the love of God. And Julian of Norwich goes on to describe this as having three attributes. First, God, infinite beingness, whatever name you want to give it, made it, created it. Second, that God loves it, and third, that God sustains it. And this echoes our own teaching symbol, which we have in front of us here. At the top, all begins in the infinite mind, 
the creative process, the creative. In the middle, it is moved into being through love. At the bottom is the form, it is sustained by that consciousness. And although forms change, have you noticed the forms change? Yeah. Yeah. Although the forms change, the initiating idea, the initial creative thought is sustained. You know, relationships come and go, but love stays. Love is always present. Good, the forms of good come and go, but the concept, the the consciousness, the infinite idea of good is always present. And that initial creative thought is sustained not through our doing, but by the nature of the divine. And we recognize the infinite oneness as creator, lover, and sustainer. And unlike the Christian mystics, many of whom viewed themselves as separate from God, setting up a belief in and experience of longing and unworthiness and suffering, we, in this teaching, recognize our already and always existing oneness with the infinite oneness. Thus recognizing that we are, when we're in our right minds, also the creator, the lover, and the sustainer in our own lives. Take that in for a moment. In fact, say this with me. I am the creator, lover, and sustainer of my life. I am the creator, lover, and sustainer of my life. But most people, in case you haven't noticed, just pay attention to the news, spend their time not in their right minds. Focus on doing, working, buying and selling aspects of life. In other words, creating good only through our doing. When we open to and from our being, something shifts. The word grace is applied to this flow of spirit through us. Ernest Holmes defines grace as the givingness of spirit to its creation. The givingness, no strings attached, just the givingness of spirit to its creation. And since its creation is spirit in form, it's the givingness to, to the creation as its creation and as spirit. Ernest goes on to say that grace is. It's already and always present, but we need to recognize it. This is why we do so much work with awareness and attention, paying attention, trying to pierce the veil that, that our conditioning has created for us. Can I see through that too? the divine, to the sacred that I am and that already is. All true spiritual teaching is to help us to recognize, align with, and experience this flow of grace, which is the experience of the sacred. It's been said that God is not a noun, God is a verb. It is the eternal flowing of grace, the eternal ongoing process of creating, loving, sustaining. You know, when I grew up in the, in the traditional religion that I grew up in, there was this idea that God created the universe a long time ago, set it in motion, and is just watching. Okay? But that's not what I experience today. God is constantly creating, constantly, right now, right now, right now, right this moment, right the next moment, right the previous moment, is constantly being and expressing as this universe. And since we are one of that oneness, We are a verb, a flowing of that grace into human form and expression. 
And yet not from a doingness from our own mental and emotional conditioning, but a doing that arises from our beingness, from our inner sanctuary. We start from our beingness, and then we express that, and that is the doingness. So not only do we see the sacred in the mundane, as we spoke about last week, but we are the sacred in the world. We are the sacred in the mundane. And by being the sacred, expressing grace through our own sacredness, the world is made or made aware of its own sacredness and opens more fully to the flow of grace. Richard Rohr says, grace cannot be understood by any ledger of merits and demerits. In other words, the universe is not keeping track. Sorry. You know, if you thought you were piling up good deeds for some heavenly, you know, here by and by in the sky when you die, that is not what's happening. Grace cannot be understood by any ledger of uh, merits and demerits. It cannot be held to patterns of buying, losing, earning, achieving, or manipulating, which is unfortunately where most of us live our lives. Grace is quite literally for the taking. It is God eternally giving away God for nothing except the giving itself. I believe grace is the life energy that makes flowers bloom, animals lovingly raise their young, Babies smile and planets remain in their orbits for no good reason whatsoever except love alone. Grace is the flow of love. True love is the flow of grace. So this week I'm going to invite you to do two spiritual practices to engage with this. The first one is to practice experiencing yourself as sacred. And practice experiencing the sacred in everything. I want you to nudge your neighbor and look him in the eye and say, you are sacred. And then take that in for yourself also. You are sacred. So that's the first practice. Practice experiencing yourself and everything around you as sacred. And then secondly, open to the always existing grace and choose to make it welcome in your life. There's that adage that says, ask and seek and knock, and the infinite always says yes. Are you willing to play with those two practices this week? Yes. Great. You know, the sacred isn't always found inside the temple nor on the meditation cushion. Sorry to tell you that. There's a lovely quote from um, Stephen Charleston, who was a Choctaw elder and a retired Episcopalian uh, bishop. And I love this, and the timing for where we are now in, in our seasons is perfect for this. He says, For all the great thoughts I have read, for all the deep books I have studied, none has brought me nearer to spirit than a walk beneath shimmering leaves. Golden red with the fire of autumn when the air is crisp, and the sun a pale eye watching. I am a scholar of the senses, a theologian of the tangible. Isn't that lovely? I am a scholar of the senses, a theologian of the tangible. Spirit touches me and I touch spirit each time I lift a leaf from my path, a thin flake of, gold, of fire golden red still warm from the breath that made it. That is our sacredness. 
I'm going to close with an affirmation. If you'll say this with me. I recognize that I am sacred. I let grace flow through and as me. One more time. I recognize that I am sacred. I let grace flow through and as me. And so it is.